this is Cross. And I'm PJ. And we are Words and Whiskey, a podcast for veteran and novice readers alike. We tackle fiction novels and love to talk about what we're drinking. You can think of us as your drunk weekly book club. Now, I don't know if you can tell, but I'm wearing the exact same clothes as last week's episode. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 I can't. Um... So, uh, no, that, that really messed me up. Good work. Uh, <laughs> so, today, today we'll be introducing our new book for the next couple of weeks, Red Rising. It's the first of a series of five books right now. The conclusion on the sixth hasn't been written yet. It's currently in progress. Um, and I'm excited to dive into this whole thing with you. Looking at our calendar with our mixed variety in of episodes, you know, our various, like, wrap episodes and everything else and short stories and other stories that we'll be reading real quick. We'll be done with the whole thing, all five books at the very least, provided he doesn't publish the sixth one, by June of next year, 2021. Do you think 2021's actually going to get here? <laughs> Do you think 2021's <laughs> going to happen? Yeah, now, I mean, I hope so, obviously. This year has been so goddamn long. True. I actually think it's gone fast. I think it's gone crazy fast. What? But, yeah, I, I absolutely, I'm on the opposite Man. side of the coin. I think this has gone so quickly. I don't know, man. Because I've lost track of days. Yeah, I I can see where you're coming from. And at some points, I feel like like everything just bleeds together and it's hard to tell how, mm-hmm. how much time's actually passed. But dude, this this has been a year, man. I'm writing a trivia like thing for the brewery I work at. Um, and the theme is... 2020 and it's just going to be events and whether or not they happened in 2020 ooh, ooh, and i sure think you, it's going to be really hard you've you've got a you've got a for sure list did trump almost start a war with iran in 2020 did he uh-huh or was that 2019 dude it was january okay which feels yeah. like a different year like it, it literally was january it's so weird it's so weird i totally it's agree. so weird so Anyway, um, but before we get ahead of ourselves, let's talk about what we're drinking. So right now I've got a big old mug full of coffee, but uh, I did just take a shot of Teeling Irish whiskey, single grain. I think it's their single grain. The bottle's kind of in view, but it's hidden by my Kielikai and my uh, Bullet Rye, so I can't really tell. I forgot to grab a, a beer to uh, to follow that up with. So yeah, just coffee right now. Well, I mean, there you go. It this is, is death just wish. A, it, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> that'll that'll do in a different way. Now, and obviously this is an intro episode, so it's it's gonna be shorter. I am having a pour here of bullet rye tenure. Okay. It's been less than a minute since cutting. Uh I felt left out, so now I have uh some scotch. <laughs> <laughs> what scotch? Uh the space side. McCallan? No no no. One second. Oh my god. <laughs> we do like drinking whiskey on Ford's Whiskey. Okay. Did, I don't know if you cut or not, did you? I did not. No. Nope. Okay. I made comment. <laughs> okay. It, it's the Spayburn Speyside Single Malt Scotch hmm. Whiskey. Uh, Solid. in Orich. So this is the one that doesn't have a, a year call out on it, but it is commonly regarded as one of the best um value per dollar scotches that you can buy regularly i think the the bottle was like i think it was less than 30 bucks but it's a it's a really good scotch wow for that price at least 
So of course. Yeah, so, so now, now, now it's not just coffee. That's fair. With that, let's uh, let's get into the book. So something that I think is interesting right off the bat before we talk about anything else with the story is this is going to be different than the last couple of books that we read, you know, in our, our practice episodes, uh, practice quote, you know, our warm-up episodes. We're going to be talking about a whole story that continues book to book to book. So the narrative isn't going to end with one Okay. Oh, one that's book, a good chapter. So these are truly going to be connected tissues and we're going to grow with these characters or otherwise over time. And so I'm I'm pretty excited about that as a difference versus our our pre-recorded episodes. Yeah, that'll be real interesting. Was so, this written with the intention of it being in a series or was this written with the uh, with not necessarily with the intention but with the thought that maybe this would be a standalone book? So I don't think so. I think this was all, always preconceived based on interviews that I've listened to uh, with Pierce Brown and everything else. I think he conceived it originally as a trilogy, and it's a shock that it ended up with a second trilogy that okay. hasn't been completed yet. But it, it kind of like came to an so, end as a thing. Very much uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy six-part trilogy-esque thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> right. Less a, a lot less humor, um, but, uh, <laughs> okay. but we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, so my, my first thing before we talk about anything, you know, you haven't consumed anything with the book. You've really only seen the cover and the quotes that kind of wrap it. What are some of your early thoughts? I, I love the call out of Ender right on the front yep. cover. That's That might be one of the last books I read for pleasure. It <laughs> was probably Ender's was. Game in like seventh grade. But getting getting back to it, like you said, on the front, right? There's Ender, Katniss, and now <laughs> Sorry, Tara. that was that was yeah, well, it's, right. it's fine. It's fine. There's a there's Ender, you know, from Ender's Game, Katniss from the Hunger Games, and now Darrow, right? So that's pretty high praise. Oh, so Darrow, not Darrow. Yeah, Darrow. I would have said Darrow. It's Darrow. All right, I'll tell you that right off the bat. Darrow. No. I might call him Darrow from now on. I swear to God. <laughs> I'm not doing this for a year. Just so you can say Darrow. <laughs> anytime I write the show notes, which isn't often, but anytime I do, I'm going to put an apostrophe after the D. Darrow. What's that get you to? Though, like, <laughs> like obviously those comparisons kind of set a high bar they for do. Like, uh, sci-fi fantasy. Who is Scott Sigler? Yeah, I don't know. Couldn't tell. Right. Some schlub. A New York Times bestselling author of Nocturnal. No idea. I have not read Nocturnal, but I do, and I have read the second quote down on the back of the hardcover. Fast-paced, gripping, well-written, the sort of book you cannot put down. I'm already on the lookout for the next one. From Terry Brooks, who wrote the Sword of Shannara series, which is one of the best-selling and longest-running fantasy book series of all time. He's up there with you know the, the modern fantasy writers, such as Robert Jordan, who wrote Wheel of Time, Brandon Sanderson, who finished Wheel of Time because Robert Jordan died, as well as a, a numerous others that are kind of in that realm. But Terry Brooks, I really think, is one of the the top originators. Okay. So, high praise. So, no there's doubt. some high praise in here. All right. Good to know. And I, I the, other, the other review that I think is worth pointing out, because I, I feel like when you read Ender and Katniss, I, I think a little bit kiddish, childish to some degree. Um, mm-hmm. But as you flip to the back, a story of vengeance, warfare, and the quest for power, reminiscent of the Hunger Games and Game of Thrones. 
And I really think this is the Hunger Games meets Game of Thrones. Okay. So keeping that in your mind. I am curious about this, about what it might mean. The bottom one on the back. Will will captivate readers and leave them wanting more. Library journal, parentheses, starred review. Is it just an anonymous, like, review on the library journal where somebody, like, left a star rating for the book? It very well could be. Keep in mind, the hardcover has only gone through a couple of runs. It it took off after the sequels came out fully, okay. but it did it did do well initially, obviously, to support secondary right. and third no, runs. No, no, I, I, I'm just... It's an interesting thing to put on there, having all these, like, actual authors, and then there's Publishers Weekly, unattributed to an author, and then this one with the parentheses, starred review, which I don't necessarily claim to know what it means, but I assume it means it's just some dude on the internet that left a review with a number of stars. Yeah, and it and it very well could be. I think that speaks to, though, the nature of kind of self-publishing and the also the attention that the sci-fi fantasy genre gets in general can be somewhat limiting. It, it kind of gets its own hollowed-out corner, and it doesn't necessarily deserve that, but it does have its own niche following. But I, this this book kind of breaks a lot of those molds. I don't know. Okay. I, I do agree with you, though. It does it does seem a little bit strange, but I, I feel like the Terry Brooks quote alone screams. That, that'd be like writing a horror novel and having Stephen King comment on it. Okay, gotcha. I'll yeah, the the mind. only the only one that could be better at this point would be George R. R. Martin himself. All right, good to know. Just put it into context. Okay, thoughts without knowing anything, with just knowing kind of that. Hmm, it's going to be some, based on like the connection to Ender and Katniss, it's going to be someone that has no business dealing with these important things. Someone kind of in the lower levels of society, rising kind of makes me think they're, and and the connections to the others make me. It's going to be a a growth story, a, a very accelerated growth story of somebody who probably, by all societal measures, doesn't deserve to be growing. Definitely. Definitely understand. So with that, I'm going to read the Goodreads description. Wait, can I read it? Oh, no. I, I'm actually I, I going to read the I want to read the inside cover because we did that for the first book and I struggled through it and I kind of liked the oh, humiliation yeah. aspect ahead. of it because I am bad at fucking reading. But I want to get better, and that's the whole point of this. Go ahead, just skip the quote up top. Okay, so start at the black. Yep. De Arrow is a red, (laughs) a member of the lowest caste in the color-coded society of the future. Like his fellow reds, he works all day, believes... Uh, believing that he and his people are making the surface of Mars livable for future generations. Yet he spends his life willingly knowing that his blood and sweat will one day result in a better world for his children. But De Arrow and his kind have been betrayed. Soon he discovers that humanity already reached the, reached the surface generations ago. Vast cities and sprawling parks spread across the planet. De Arrow and the Reds like him are nothing more than slaves to a decadent ruling class. Inspired by a lifelong... Er, Jesus. Inspired by a longing for justice and driven by the memory of lost love, Darrow sacrifices everything to infiltrate the legendary Institute, a proving ground for the dominant gold caste, where the next generation of humanity's overlords struggle for power. He will be forced to compete for his life and the very future of civilization against the best and most brutal of society's ruling class. There he will stop at nothing to bring down his enemies. 
even if it means he has to become one of them to do so. All right. What do, what do you think? I think it's pretty in line with what I was thinking. I like the Mars aspect of it, both the red of Mars and the red of the ruling class and the red rising, or not ruling, the red of the lower cla- class. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it didn't really dig into it, but it sounds like he was working below the surface mm-hmm. or somehow not related to the surface, but somehow he's working to make the surface livable which I don't quite understand, but I'm sure that'll get explained. That, like, it, it threw me off when he said, like, little did he know that the surface is already inhabited. Because um, the image in my head where he was making the surface livable was that of, like, peasants on a field, like, hand-hoeing the ground and, like, trying to make the planet physically inhabitable. I'm thinking now probably underground somehow. I mean, I'll tell you this. Darrow is a hell diver. Darrow. Darrow is a hell diver. <laughs> I'll, I'll stop. I'll stop with Darrow, but it was kind of funny. He's a hell diver. Okay, so he is very under the surface by mm-hmm. the sounds of that. It's a cool fucking title, though. The title to the book? No, Hell Diver. Oh, Hell Diver. Of course. Of course. So. Something that I wanted to do here on the podcast is I, I actually wanted to read the first page because it's totally okay. a prologue, but it's a prologue without being too long. So I'm going to read it here for you. Uh, Sounds good. Well, this will be where you base your predictions off of going into the next episode and reading the next couple of pages along with any viewers that are new to the book or people who are joining. You can listen to PJ either foolishly step into the wrong future or dive into something new and exciting. Yeah. So... I would have lived in peace, but my enemies brought me war. I watched 1,200 of their strongest sons and daughters, listening to a pitiless golden man speak between great marble pillars, listening to the beast who brought the flame that gnaws at my heart. All men are not created equal, he declares. Tall, imperious, an eagle of a man. The weak have deceived you. They would say the meek should inherit the earth that the strong should nurture the gentle. This is the noble lie of democracy, the cancer that poisoned mankind. His eyes pierce the gathered students. You and I are gold. We are at the end of the evolutionary line. We tower above the flesh heap of man, shepherding the lesser colors. You've inherited this legacy. He pauses, studying faces in the assembly. But it is not free. Power must be claimed. Wealth one, rule, dominion, empire, purchased with blood. Your scarless children deserve nothing. You scarless children. You do not know pain. You do not know what your forefathers sacrificed to place you on these heights. But soon you will. Soon we will teach you why gold rules mankind. And I promise of those among you, only those fit for power will survive. But I am no gold. I am a red. He thinks men like me weak. He thinks me dumb, feeble, subhuman. I was not raised in palaces. I did not ride horses through meadows and eat meals of hummingbird tongues. I was forged in the bowels of this hard world, sharpened by hate and strengthened by love. He is wrong. None of them will survive. All right. Uh, A couple comments. (laughs) Democracy, spelled with a K. Very interesting. 
what's the etymology of that? So there are a number of things that are capitalized here, right? So colors in general, meaning referring to any one of various casts, are going to be capitalized throughout the story, lending them additional significance to signify their cast. The society is also capitalized for reasons that will be explained. Democracy is also capitalized as it is. I assumed it was capitalized because it was part of the capital noble, capital lie of capital democracy. But if there's a different reason. No, well, exactly. So when you think about it, there's a difference between republicanism and republicans, right? Or Democrats and democracy. So instead, you know, they they say like little r Republican versus big R, big, big D Democrat versus little d Democrat. One is a party and one is an ideology. Here, the ideology has hit a point where it is in line with people's opinions as though it were a party. Not that it's a big deal, but that is definitely kind of why that's capitalized is to make a point of it. It makes sense. What else? Is there is there a reason for the K? Nope. Or is that just kind of just spelling? It evolved. It it evolved that way. Yep. Nothing. Okay. Nothing that's um, been exposed. You know, Michael here obviously is not to spoil the story, but there's it's it's just a thing. It's just the way it's spelled. I suppose they do, but I've never thought about it. Do hummingbirds have tongues? And yep, can you do. eat them? I'm sure if you got enough of them, they'd kind of be like spaghetti. <laughs> You know, it's not necessarily a joke, <laughs> but it does sound like a joke now that I think about it. Uh, yeah, meals of hummingbird tongues. Uh, so what do you get from this intro versus what else we've read so far? He sounds like a fucking badass, just in the way he's talking. Forged in the bowels of this world, sharpened by hate, strengthened by love. Like, he is, he sounds like he'll be pretty ruthless and i'm excited for it yeah what's what's interesting too is we we flip perspectives here from a lot of the things that you've read before so this is gonna be first person as opposed to third person right we know that by the by the eye obviously um and so following darrow's perspective exclusively is very interesting here um any Mm. other predictions any other thoughts um so he's just like Within the ranks of this army of golds, listening to this, is that what I'm getting at? Yeah, like, yep. Is that what I'm understanding properly? Yep. yep, he's a red among golds. Yep, but 1,200 of them. Mm-hmm. It's pretty pretty crazy. Yeah. What do you, what yeah, do you no, think I, What do you think the differentiating factor between the casts really is, if you were to guess? Hmm. And how many do you think there are? I would say, I would think it was probably born out of the descendants of the first inhabitants and how they like lived on the spaceship like the captains versus the passengers versus the stewards versus the like maintenance crew or something like that mm-hmm. and just kind of maintained that way um, much like the indian caste system that there, there's no real differentiating attributes other than who you were born to hmm but that's me looking at it through the lens of using the term caste system and like thinking about it that way. So I could see they talk about physical size, don't they? Tall, imperious, and an eagle of a man. So maybe just yep. physical attributes. But he sounds like he kind of fits in anyway. 
Yeah, at the so very least, he's not. not distinguished. Like, no one's pointing at him and accusing him yeah. of not being he, one of he them. See, he's, he's effectively hidden. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I, I would... My guess is it was born out of original inhabitants of Mars. Got it. Cool. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, Any other curiosities? Uh, sharpened by hate is really... It's another staccato sentence. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about that before. I really like these staccato sentences. Um... But other than that, no, nothing, nothing super pressing to talk about. I liked it. Cool. All right. Well, that's a page down. That's um, that is everything that I have. Um, those are all your thoughts and predictions. So with that, what we'll be reading through the end of this week is going to be until page fifty, which is the beginning of part two. So you're gonna read until the page barrier between part one and part two should be just the first section of the book. So the first six chapters or so? I think it's, yeah, until chapter seven, I believe. Chapter seven is the first. Part two is yep. called yep. Gold. Yeah. Uh, part two is called Reborn. Oh, Reborn. Sorry, part three is Gold. Part one is called Slave. Yep. Should be All right. interesting. So we're, we're reading part one. Yep. Reading part one um, in its entirety. We are really bad about sticking to what we said. I have it on a calendar. But we, so now, we we, now we have it on a calendar. I was going to say. And also, it's really hard to fuck up. Read to part two. Um, so Agreed. Agreed. And also, with chapter counts, it's going to be easier in general. So I'm not terribly worried about So it's the first states. six chapters or the first part of the book. Yep. You're going to read until chapter seven. Okay. Cool. Sounds good. All right. Um, and uh, that... That's all I've got. Thank you for listening to Words and Whiskey. We hope you've built up a tolerance to us. Subscribe to us on your preferred platform like Overcast, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, or whatever else you use. And check us out at our website, wordsandwhiskey.show. We filled our top shelf with our favorite cocktail recipes as well as other important information for you. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter at wordswhiskeypod. All those links and more can be found in our show notes. A five-star rating on the platform of your choosing goes a long way to springing us up on them leaderboards and getting us noticed. We're just two dudes helping encourage people to read and get out of their comfort zone while thinking critically about literature. Thanks for listening, and we bloody damn better see you next week.